preaching a series today, and the, the series is titled, Things I Wish Jesus Never Said. And we've talked through a lot of kind of weird things that Jesus said, and I'll just remind you of one of them. Jesus says, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Now, that's a pretty weird thing, and I'm not sure I really like the fact that he said that, and we don't really follow that or be the blind teaching the blind this morning, but... Um, uh, we've gone through several things that are really kind of kind of weird things that Jesus said. And I want to finish it this morning with one that maybe you didn't think was kind of a, uh, uh, a weird thing that Jesus says, but one that it's kind of, I, I really wish personally that he didn't say it. Because in Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, Jesus says something that makes Christianity uh, not uh, quite so easy. That makes Christianity a little bit harder than, than maybe some people think Christianity would be because he said to his disciples in describing the most religious people of the day, he said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees and the scribes, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now that was an outlandish statement because the Pharisees and scribes were the most godly people of the day. They were the most religious people of the day. They kept all the Ten Commandments plus all of those commandments that really sound weird to us in the Old Testament, 600. And then they, they made commandments so they wouldn't break the commandments. And so if you had a commandment right here, they said a commandment right here that just kept you far away from that commandment. I mean, they were all about doing. They were all about keeping the commandments. But Jesus says, and they were looked up to in that day, and Jesus says, my righteousness, your righteousness, the righteousness of the disciples that he's speaking to, it must exceed, it must go further than the righteousness of the Pharisees, the righteousness of the scribes, the, the righteousness of the most religious people of the day. Righteousness is described in two ways in Scripture. One, it's imputed righteousness, that, that God makes us righteous by the blood of Jesus. And, and it's, it's not that he makes us really good. He just, because we trust in Jesus, that uh, our sins are forgiven. But then there's an imparted righteousness that Jesus is talking about here that actually is more of a goodness inside of us that Jesus imparts to us as well. And the Pharisees didn't have that goodness. They had all about doing a lot of good things, but they weren't good deep down inside. And the, Jesus says, your righteousness, my righteousness, the disciples' righteousness must exceed that. It must be deeper than that. It must be different than that. It's not enough to do the right things because the Pharisees did the right things. They were professional right thing doers. That's all they did every day was right things. But Jesus says it's not about just doing the right things. Praise God that you do the right things. It's about why you do what you do and he was constantly getting on the pharisees the most religious people of the day because they their motivation their motive and their intent was wrong matthew chapter 6 it's one of those familiar passages of scripture if you're raised in the church and he says be careful not to practice your acts of righteousness in front of others to be seen by them that's the key to the passage to be seen by them it's the wrong motive it's the wrong intent let me tell you, if you do that, you got your reward here and now. And what will your reward be? People pat you on the back and say, oh, what a spiritual person you are. That's the reward you get. You'll have no reward from the Father. You'll have reward here on earth. 
The, the, the Pharisees did good things, but they didn't do them for the right reasons. To be seen by them. Verse 2, so when you give to the needy, that's a good thing. So when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets. As the hypocrites, that word is literally in the Greek language, the word that we use to translate and make actor. Actor. Don't be an actor. Don't play a part. Don't impersonate. So when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets. As the, synagogue, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets. And why do they do it? To be honored by others. It's not just about doing the... It's great that you do the right thing. It's not just about doing the right thing. Why do you do what you do? And Jesus says that is exceeding righteousness. That's the righteousness that we need to have if we want to enter the kingdom of heaven. The Pharisees did all kinds of good things. But he said it's about something deeper than that. Oh, if it was just about doing good things, couldn't we do that? We could just come to church. You know, we'd act all pretty and sing a bunch of songs. And, and we, we'd take our turn in the nursery and take our turn in Sunday school. And we'd give money. Wouldn't that just be easy? But Jesus said it's about something deeper than that. See, I have control over that. I can give money and I can come to church and, and I can look good. I can say the right things. I'm in control of that. That's about me. But let me tell you, if, if, if I've got to have the right motive, the right intent, that's about an internal change in me. And I can't change me internally. That's a supernatural. That's a supernatural act of God. Jesus says about the Pharisees in John chapter 12, verse 43, he described them. And here it is. For they love human praise more than praise from God. What is the exceeding righteousness that, you know, the Bible says we're not going to make it to heaven unless we have it. It's got to be more than the religious people of the day who were, who were professional do-gooders, did a lot of good things, but they did them for the wrong reasons. Why do you do what you do? That's what Jesus wants to ask. Great, great that we do good things. Really, really good. I think Jesus is pleased that we do good things, but he wants so much more out of me. He says, Mark, why do you do what you do? That is what I want at, Mark. At that place inside of you that decides why you do what you want to do, that's how deep I want to be able to get and to be able to change you. That's the exceeding righteousness that God says we have to have in Matthew 520. You see how it would be easier if we could just have the righteousness of the Pharisees? I just have a checklist. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. And I'd grit my teeth and I would do it. Didn't make any difference if I liked to do it. Didn't make any difference if I was happy doing it. Didn't make any difference if I wanted to do it or not. I would just mark off the checklist. We all do that. Some of you go to jobs that you hate. But you have to do it to be able to to make a living for your family. Jesus says, I want something deeper. I want to change you on the inside out. I want to get down to that want-to place in your body, and I want to give you the right motive and give you the right intent, not like the Pharisees who do their good works to be seen by others. See, that righteousness is not an outside-in righteousness. It's an inside-out 
righteousness. It, it starts from the inside. And that's why Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart. Isn't it fascinating? He didn't say, blessed are you who are pure in speech. Blessed are you who are pure in talk. Blessed are you who are pure in all of your ways. He didn't say that. He said, blessed are you who are pure in heart. Because Jesus knew that if he gets your heart, then your walk and your talk will take care of itself. See, Jesus goes to the root of all of this. He doesn't go to the externals. He doesn't go to the fact that you look good on the outside and you say the right things out on the outside and you don't drink and smoke or chew or go with girls that do. He doesn't care about that. He wants to know why you do that. He wants to get down in that place deep down inside of me that is my want to. Where my motives are determined. That's the exceeding righteousness. And it starts inside and it bubbles up on the outside. Matthew chapter 23, Jesus is describing the, the most religious people of the day. Whoever, whoever you think is the most religious person you know, that's who Jesus is describing right now. And this is how much it had to floor the people when he started talking about it. And he says, these people, he says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you actors, you. You really look good on the outside. You clean the outside of the cup, but inside, you're a mess. You are an absolute mess. What is this exceeding righteousness from Matthew 5.20 that Jesus says, we won't make it to heaven unless we have righteousness that exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. It's an inside, out righteousness, not a cleaning the outside of the cup and leaving the inside, not saying the right thing at the right moment and smiling when you're supposed to smile and looking good when you're supposed to look good, but inside you're full of whatever. That makes Christianity tough. I can't change my inside. I can control a lot of things, and by golly, I want to control most things, right? But I can't control my motives and intent. It has to be changed. It has to be supernaturally changed. Matthew chapter 23 continues, blind Pharisee, clean the inside of the cup, and then the outside will be clean. It's just what Jesus said, impure in heart. Get your heart right, and it's going to take care of itself. Start with the, start with the foundation of this thing. First, clean the inside, and the outside will take care of itself. Next scripture, woe to you, teachers of the law, Pharisees, you actors, you. You're like whitewashed tombs, which, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. They had an outside righteousness. It looked good. People looked at them and said, whoa, look how godly they are. Look how they dress. Oh, my goodness, they're in church every Sunday. Oh, look at them. And there was look great on the outside. But Jesus had nothing going on in the inside. I can fool you. And you can fool me, but God will not be mocked. I'm good at fooling you, and you're good at fooling me. We can be professional actors if we want to be. We can say everything's fine when it's not fine, can't we? We learn that. But Jesus says if you carry over that into your spiritual life, it could be damning to you 
take care of the inside. Let your righteousness be from the inside out. Let God get down to that place in your soul that determines your want to. And let him supernaturally, by an act of the Holy Spirit, change your want to. Change your desire. Change your motive. See, it's not about doing. It's about being. Some people want to do some things, but then some people said, I want to be someone. And once I am someone, all of those things will naturally flow from me. Christianity is not about doing about letting God change you from the inside out. Christianity is not trying to control my tongue and count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, I want Jesus to do such a work in my spirit that I don't have to count to ten. Because the flesh counts to ten, friends. And the Bible says the flesh counts for nothing. Any of us can grit our teeth and count to ten. Only a supernatural act of God can get inside of me and change my very being. And on this Pentecost Sunday, what a better Sunday to be able to preach this message. Because it's the Holy Spirit who regenerates. It's the Holy Spirit who makes new. Why did Jesus use weird expressions like born again? Because he's trying to describe this life. He's not trying to describe the Pharisees' lives of external righteousness, doing the right thing, keeping all the commandments, and then having commandments to make sure you don't break the commandments. No, he's talking about getting deep down inside of you only by an act of the Holy Spirit to literally supernaturally change you. Why? I was saved on August 29th, 1993, and here we are, what, uh, tw 23 years later than that? Why is it that I don't like the things I once loved? And why is it I hate the things I once loved? I said that wrong, didn't I? Why is it I hate the things I once loved and love the things I once hate? Why did I do that? Did I do that because I tried so hard? Did I do that because I'm so, God, uh, I'm going to try so hard and I'm gripping my teeth. I don't care. I'm going to do it better than Greg if it kills me. That's not going to change you on the inside. That's flesh. And the flesh counts for nothing. Only because somehow, in a way, I can't explain it, I've been changed on the inside. And let me tell you, friends, if I never have another message to preach anybody else, if he can change me, he can change you too. Because there ain't, there's not a single one of you that was as low as I was. And if he can do that work for me, he can do it for any one of you. Any one of you. I wish Jesus hadn't said that, that, that my righteousness has got to exceed that of the Pharisees because it would be a whole lot easier if we just had a checklist. We'll do this, come to church, and give a little money and go out and live our life any way we want to and just do some things. It doesn't have to be any difference if you have a right attitude about it or not. Moms and dads, how do they like it when you tell your kids to go off to clean their room and your kids go off, clean my room, I wasn't asked to be born. <laughs> are you happy that they just cleaned the room or are you disappointed with their attitude? The father, just like an earthly father, wants at your attitude. He wants your want to. And he wants to change that. 
have to ask. And it happens after salvation because when we get saved, we don't have any idea about this. We just don't want to go to hell, you know. But once you walk with Jesus a little bit, you understand there's something in you that's resistant to the things of God. And you need the Holy Spirit to come in and do supernatural work to change me and give me the desire to be the person that God wants me to be. Have you asked God to do that for you? Or are you clean on the outside, but not so much? Have you ever asked God to reach down at to wherever your decision-making point is and wherever your want-to is and change your want into something that wants to please Him? I'm, everybody in this room knows, especially my wife, that I'm far from a perfect person, but by the grace of God, by the absolute grace of God, I want to be. And I don't know why it gets so hard for it to work out. But I'm not ashamed to tell you that I want to be. And not because you can see me that, it's because my father wants to see that. And basically, can I tell you this? And I don't mean this to sound ugly or rude, but at 57, this is where I am. And I don't, listen, I don't mean this to sound rude or ugly. I really don't. But I don't really care what y'all think anymore. I just really don't. I really don't. I'm 57. I mean, I've got about eight or nine more years of this. I, I, I'm, I'm, doing it, I'm doing it for Jesus. And I don't try to look spiritual in front of you. And I don't try to say the spiritual thing in front of you. I just want to be the person that Jesus created me with a heart that wants to please him. And if that pleases him and doesn't please you, Get over it. And you should be the same thing, too, same ways, too. And you should tell me to get over it. If it doesn't please me, tell me to get over it. Because you perform for an audience of one. You perform for an audience of one. Our servers are coming to the table. And I, I don't know what you usually think about when we come and and remember Jesus's death and I don't know what you're meditating on or thinking through but I wonder today if you would ask that the power that's in the blood of Jesus to be able to come and do something that only he can be able to do and that's change your want to change you on the inside giving you a righteousness that exceeds that of the professional do-gooders give you an inside righteousness it's okay to have an outside righteousness but just not without an inside righteousness you got it both change you so so deep would you do that father this this was a short little message about a very very deep subject and i'm asking you to make us deep, deep water Christians, not just shallow Christians who try to just to do the right things, but deep, deep Christians who want to do it for the right reason and the right motive. Would you change our hearts and give us a want to that wants to please you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? In Jesus' name.